Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our fourth live broadcast of Let's Talk TV Live. I'm Barbara Barnett. In addition to writing the Let's Talk TV blog at letstalktv.barbarabarnett.com, I'm also co-executive editor and senior TV and film editor for Blog Critics Magazine, which is owned by Technorati Media. You can find Let's Talk TV at letstalktv.barbarabarnett.com and Blog Critics at blogcritics.org. First, I want to say, and I want to start out by saying that our thoughts and prayers are with everyone on the East Coast. In fact, everyone east of the Mississippi who will be affected by Hurricane Sandy. And if you are listening tonight and you do have power, um, please stay safe. Hopefully you are not in lower Manhattan where things are pretty uh, dodgy right now. Um, I have somebody on the line. Who do I have on the line? It's Jerome. Hey, Jerome. James, Jim, you? whatever. <laughs> James, Jim, Jerome. We went through this last time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so where are you? Are you? You're not on the East Coast. You're in Ohio, yeah? I am. I'm in Columbus. We don't get weather storms. We get Romney and Obama storms. Yeah, you've been constantly. Rob, I want to talk about one of the, my favorite Romney ads in, in a bit. But um, I want to say to everyone who's listening, we were going to be joined tonight by Gareth Hughes, who is the founder of the fabulous Once Upon a Time fan site that's based in the UK. It is an amazing site. It's the most comprehensive Once Upon a Time site that's out there. They have uh, developed ties with the show itself. They've interviewed everyone from, dare I say, Robert Carlyle, who gave a great interview to Gareth um, in connection with, uh, with, well, I don't know what it was connection with, but uh, it led to um, his donating the wonderful, wonderful chipped cup from the Skin Deep episode to uh, the Once Upon a Fan site auction that they did for With Kids Glasgow. So it's an incredibly great site. And I was really excited to have Gareth on, but he had a family emergency and unfortunately cannot be with us. Um, he tweeted me. I, I was working. I was teaching a class, and I got this tweet when I left work saying, I can't be on, and, 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 and we've had this emergency, and, and he's all right, and everything should be fine, but um, he wanted to be with family tonight, and, um, and it's the middle of the night there anyway. So, um, of course, that was fine. And, and James, you are wonderful for pitching in literally at the 11th hour and uh, <laughs> talk to me. Because I have to tell you, it's a lot harder to talk to myself <laughs> than it is to talk to somebody. Oh, trust me. I, know. I did 15 episodes of a podcast with no co-host or guest once. Did not work very well. <laughs> it's very scary. Um, and <laughs> But I do hope to schedule Gareth for sometime later in November, and uh, he'll get come on the show, and we'll try to do this again. Um, but if you've not found his site, it is huge, and it is popular. I think he has something like 12,000 fans on Facebook. I am so jealous. <laughs> so if you are a fan of Once Upon a Time, you need to go there and check out his site. It's onceuponafan.co.uk. I think that's the name of the website. Anyway. So I am thrilled to have you with me, James. You are a a good friend and a fellow TV blogger. And I guess you sort of work for me, huh? Um, I do. <laughs> James, You're my boss. i got to be nice. Yeah, I'm the boss. I'm the boss of everyone. Um, and um, uh, so I am really, really – oh, somebody wrote uh, XO. Is that a friend of yours? XO13? Uh, These are – been talking to me on Twitter a little bit recently. Um, I think they're a Doctor Who fan, and I've been tweeting a lot about Doctor Who. And and this person is shocked, simply shocked, that Jerome pulled himself away from Doctor Who. So I truly <laughs> feel honored to, to be up there with Doctor Who. Um, I think that XOF 1013 has to be a reference to X-Files, because 1013 was Chris Carter's production company. Um, oh, okay. So it's got to be. Tell me if you're, oh, they're typing. Yes. Ah, I got your reference. Good reference. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give another reference. XOF, see if you can answer. 1121. 
So um, just see if you uh, see if she he or she is going to type. Uh, oh, XOF is is backwards for Fox. Is that Fox Network or Fox Mulder? Ha. Mm. Because uh, it was the, the tagline on Twitter on their XOF username says your guess may be more interesting than the truth, which I think <laughs> applies to what you just said. Oh well, okay. I don't know. It just as soon as you said that, I was reading that, and it seemed to fit. Uh, it does indeed. Okay. So anyway, um, this is. Uh, oh, we've got all sorts of people logging in. Yay. Um, so anyway, thanks for thanks for dropping by. Um, a bit later in the show, we're going to be joined for a few minutes by Husband's co-creator and star Brad Cheeks Bell. Go Cheeks Go is his uh, Twitter handle. And I will also play a short interview I did earlier today with Brad's co-star in Husbands, Sean Hemian. And um, as many of you know, the, the web series Husbands was created by Jane Espenson. And um, 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 you know what? I, you know, I'm caught in a very strange situation here because um, Cheeks just tweeted me that he doesn't know how to get on the show. Oh uh -oh. no. So um I'm like really afraid to put to start up my tweet deck because it makes noise at me. Do you want me to tweet at it? Well if I tweet at him I don't know if I'll see it. Um hang on, I'm gonna go to Twitter while I'm talking to you. I've never tried this before. So we're going to try to do this while I'm talking to you. I'm going to try to tweet and talk at the same time. So so while I'm doing this uh, James, why don't you talk about uh, your Doctor Who marathon? Oh man, I I've been trying to get to Doctor Who for a long time, and my TiVo's been really really full for a long time. So I bought a new TiVo a couple weeks ago that's bigger than my old one, and unfortunately that means I've neglected everything else because now that I have a little space, I've been obsessed with Doctor Who. I went through all of Tenet, and I'm four episodes into Matt Smith. In fact, as a we started tonight. I paused an episode with two minutes left to go, but it's a two-parter anyway, so I'll get back to it after the show. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, so tell me what's your favorite Doctor Who uh, series, the the favorite Doctor Who um, episode series. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's so many good ones. Um, honestly, the the first and second series of the reboot. I was a little less than over. Uh, I was a little underwhelmed with, but it really picked up after Rose left, and they really did a a through line with Tennant's character, and I really loved Donna as his um, companion. But right now I'm a little freaked out because I was watching the first part of a two-parter featuring the Weeping Angels, which are one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Wow, okay. They did a, a Tenet episode with them, too. They're, it's like the Weeping Angel statues, but if you, you're not looking at them, if you even blink for a second, they're fast and they can kill you. Okay. So it's super, wow. super creepy. And, yeah, the, the two-parter I'm watching, they're in a cavern, and there's statues all around, and they didn't think they were angels. They thought there was just one angel hiding among them, but they just realized that all of the statues are angels. Ooh, that is, like, so bizarre. Well, yeah, and normally they're, like, in that weeping pose, like the classic, so they're not that creepy, and they just move closer and closer to you when you blink. But then they, like, like the sharp teeth come out in the claws, and they look really scary. Oh, very weird. So I just emailed and tweeted um, Cheeks and gave him the information to come on to the show. And um, anyway, uh, before that all happened... I was going to say that um, that Jane Espenson is going to be on the show next Monday night with Team Husbands, and she's going to talk about her Once Upon a Time episode that's coming up next Sunday called Tallahassee, and uh, she's going to uh, come on the show, and then Brad and, and uh, Sean will be on to join her to talk about something very special that's going on in Salt Lake City in a couple weeks that they'll talk about in a few minutes. So, cool. um, but I also, as long as I'm kind of on the, the thing about future shows, if you don't mind, I'm going to promo a little bit. I'm going to have Jesse Schramm on the show 
Um, and uh, do you know who Jesse Schramm is? Oh, absolutely. Falling Sky is Last Resort. Uh, and what's the third one she's doing right now? Oh, yeah, Once Upon a Time. Right, Cinderella on Once Upon mm-hmm. a Time. And I interviewed her a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and really, we really hit it off. And, in fact, it's funny because um, sh- she's from the next town over for me, and I didn't actually know that until I got on the phone with her. So um, talk about a small, small, small world. <laughs> it certainly is. And then on December 5th, I'm going to have something, I'm going to try something completely different. Uh, Todd Kessler, who is has been on The Voice, who was eliminated, um, uh, eliminated um, last week, I believe, um, is going to be on the show in the studio live. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know what? I just got another tweet from Cheeks. Oh no! Hang on a second. Uh-oh. So Todd, well, okay, I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna I'm gonna email. Um, let's see. Uh, that's so weird. So he's he's saying that he can't seem to get on. Um, oh. weird. So um, let's see. Go to I'm I'm typing this as we we go here. Um, you should click on. Tell me what I need to tell him. You should click on uh, tonight's show, and there should be Skype button. Mm-hmm. Skype or there's the phone number right on the screen. Or the phone number, but you're using the phone number. Oh, was only one person allowed to use the phone number? I don't know. I don't know. Because when I was finding, it sounded like it, it said I was in a queue oh. and you would be notified. So it sounded like more than one person could be on it. So can you zip me? What is the telephone number again? It is, and you can tell the audience as well. Um, hang on. I walked away from my computer. It's going to take me oh, no. to get back to it. That's okay. I was making my rounds and turning off the lights around here. It is. It is 718. Oh, there you go. Seven one eight three zero five six nine eight two. He's listening to the show because he just tweeted that he was listening to me tell him how to log on to the show. <laughs> okay, he said he called the number and it's busy. Ooh, that's really weird. Okay, so, huh. Uh, you need me to drop off while he gets on, and then I can get back on when he gets okay. off? Okay, okay, that sounds really, really good. All right, okay. so, so Cheeks, if you're listening, Jerome is going to clear the line right now so you can call in. This is like the, this is like the, the, the most surreal show I've ever done, I have to say. <laughs> no okay. problem. I'm getting off, and I'll be back later. <laughs> okay, and so Cheeks, call in, and hopefully you can call in now that um, Jerome is off the air, and uh, you can call on in and um, we can talk. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to play my interview with Sean Hennion, and by then hopefully we will have uh, resolved our issues and Cheeks will be on the line. So here's Sean and me from earlier today. So you guys, you and Brad and Jane are going to be with me next week um, on the radio show. Hopefully that will work out perfectly. Um, And to talk a little bit more um, about this event in Salt Lake City on uh, November 11th, yes? Yes, that is correct. So tell me a little bit about it. What's going on? And how did you get involved? Um, How did we get involved? We, uh, well, um, husband attended November 11th to Salt Lake City. We're going to have a, uh, a season two viewing followed by a panel. And uh, it got started because we we had a fan, uh, a wonderful woman named Ann Jamison. She's a University of Utah English professor. And she, she was reaching out to us and you know, seeing if we would, you know, do something to help raise funds for the uh, Youth Homeless Resource Center there in Utah, which is disproportionately GLBT youth picked out for being gay or whatnot. And uh, Cheeks, they, they turned to me and they, they know that I'm the, I'm actually, I call myself a recovering Mormon, and they were like, do you want to do something with this? We'll do whatever you want. Go. And so, and I started putting this together. And what I found out during some research, too, was 
the homeless shelter and for um, all the details about what we'll be doing there and how they can donate or how they can um, join us in person if they want to. Great, great. Um, at Team Husbands, I'm going to tweet that right now. Definitely do that. And I will retweet it as soon as the show is over. And I'm sure Jane will do the same thing. <laughs> You're that, Jane? I don't know if she's listening. She's probably not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. So great. Um, so I have to ask you, you guys have a new comic book out, yes? Yeah, yeah. We had our first issue come out last Wednesday, and um, we have a new issue out every Wednesday, so there'll be a new one, issue two, this Wednesday. And there are six of them, so for another five weeks, we have a new issue every week. Uh, the Adventures of Cheeks and Brady continue. It's very exciting. Oh, great, great. So what was the inspiration for doing the comic book? Uh, I think that it was initially it was um, uh, Jane's connection to the sci-fi world. You know, she's uh, she's a sci-fi goddess because she has worked in just about every sci-fi universe there is. In fact, maybe every sci-fi universe there is. I think so. I think so. so she is a creator in many universes, and uh, you know, we sort of got. Um, questions and interviews sort of jokingly like oh what's next husbands in space and um she has a you know a connection with um dark horse because she's done the buffy comics for so long that's right and yeah and so we thought well that's a fun idea let's do that why not let's take them to space let's take them to a faraway land let's make them secret agents so um we did and i'm glad we did because it was a lot of fun to do and uh, people seemed to really be enjoying it yeah yeah she was telling me about it um when i when i talked to her last time and she said yeah you know it's obviously live action you can only do so much and um exactly. comic book, you can just go into all kinds of cool universes so i'm really looking forward to it i've been talking about it a lot with people so hopefully it will do really really well and uh, very good. And and I understand, and I haven't seen it, but the person who was on the air with me and who will be back on the air with me in a little bit, um, James Daly, was telling me that there's a new Joss interview up on the site that I have not Yeah, met. Yeah, it's actually, and it's not um, a, a new interview. It's It was an interview that uh, was released to The Hollywood Reporter as an exclusive when we announced Joss was working with us. Um, okay. But it's yeah, they had the exclusive on it, so we've you know not had it um, not had it released until now. Okay, um, and and I don't know if you've seen Joss's amazing, brilliant ad for Zomni. Yes, I did. I saw it this morning. It's blowing up. I think it's genius. It's oh. so good. Um, and it's satire, which is you know, husbands is satire, and it's oh, just. Yes. Amazing. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, of course, Joss has a guest appearance on Husbands, the second season. Um, so everybody should go there. So we'll get a chance to talk much more next week. Um, but talk. Tell, tell us about the – tell us the particulars of the Salt Lake City event one more time and give the uh, address where they can find Husbands, the second series. I am finishing the tweet right now. I'm trying to talk and tweet, and I'm all distracted. Um, I just okay. <laughs> well, if they go, to, if you go to husbandstheseries.com, you can watch Husbands. You can also go to the events page there. In fact, on the home page, that's what I should have told you because that's what I'm linking you to. Uh, on the home page uh, is information about the event, and that will take you to the page page where you get all the real info. Oh wait, now okay, now I got to proofread about the image of a homeless you have the selling city. Yeah, okay. So I also just tweeted that page from at Team Husbands uh, on Twitter, and you can go there. So the event is November 11th, and uh, we are yeah we're we're going to screen season two, and we have a panel discussion afterwards to just sort of share and um, yeah let let the youth in Utah, Salt Lake City, know that they're not alone and, you know, it's it's not always going to be how it is for them and that um, you can go through a pretty trying time in your youth, especially um, when you're gay or lesbian and 
uh, you can you can come out strong and happy and and live the life that you want to live because uh, Sean and I both certainly did. That's great. That's great. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys a little bit longer next week. Yeah, it'll be great. Thank you. Oh, great, great. Good luck with everything, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was Cheeks, Brad Bell, star and co-creator of Husbands, the series, and James is going to call in in a little bit. Um, I want to take this opportunity, though, to really thank all of my listeners. I am absolutely blown away by the fact that I have had nearly 3,000 listens for our first three weeks on the air. Um, it's amazing, and I couldn't be more thrilled. And, in fact, Blog Talk Radio has named me a featured host, um, which is really exciting. And last week's show, if I'm reading the, the page, the front page right, um, last week's show is rated number six in popularity among all of a blog talk radio television related show so thank you thank you thank you thank you keep listening and keep spreading the word about this show james are you back on the air i am i am like so excited to hit almost three thousand listens so um, that's really impressive especially how new your show is i know three episodes i think my last week's show has well over 1200 listens by itself so, wow Yes, I'm really excited, and I'm now I'm a featured host on Blog Talk Radio, which is kind of cool, too. So, anyway, since I was originally going to talk about Once Upon a Time with Gareth, do you mind talking about the show with me? Sure, although I, not being aware that I was going to be on tonight, I did not watch last night yet. Oh, no. I can, I can talk to you about everything before then, and I know that... I know, I think I know who Dr. Whale is now. Okay, all right. So you've not seen the show, so tell no. me who you think Dr. Whale is. I think, based on what I've heard and seen tweeted, that he's Dr. Frankenstein. He is. Now, there's a really interesting, very, very cool trivia reference. So, yes. everybody, mm-hmm. go, to, go to IMDb, and if you've read my review of last night's show of last night's Once Upon a Time, you'll actually know this. But if you don't and you haven't, please go to IMDb and look up the name James Whale, W-H-A-L-E, and you will find the connection between Frankenstein and Dr. Whale. So I'm not I'm not going to wait for people to look it up because I can't ask you. <laughs> I haven't seen you. Oh oh oh. Okay, somebody had XOF right on the money. Doctor Whale is named for James Whale, directed Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, um, I was absolutely shocked. I thought that was the coolest connection. Um, and then of course seeing the uh, promo photos, it was like okay, made the connection. So last night's episode was called The Doctor, and it was actually really great. One of the more complex episodes I thought of last of of the, of the whole series. Um, there was a lot of really interesting interplay, and the question underlying it is the question of magic versus science, which is one Ooh. of my favorite things. Yeah. And, in fact, there's an uh, apparently has been a centuries-old argument between Mr. Gold, or rather Rumpel, and Dr. Whale about um, science versus magic. And that comes up in last night's episode as well. Um, they should just sign Dr. Whale on full-time. He was great. I really, really, really liked him last night. Oh, one of the – actually, one of the coolest things about last night's episode um, was that the – final sequence was shot in black and white. Really? Yeah, except for the heart, which was glowing red, Uh, um, which was using a little bit of a Spielberg touch there from the the red coat during Schindler's List. Schindler's List, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, But this was a red heart, and everything else was incredibly high contrast, high depth, black and white. Um, so that was actually quite beautiful. I thought that was quite beautiful. 
Um, some really good uh, stories last night. Rumpelstiltskin, of course, who's involved in everything, of course, um, was involved with this as well. And um, we see him last night trying to, um, maybe even at the beginning of his quest to find uh, Balefire, because he's looking, he's looking for the ruby slippers. Oh, they're bringing Wizard of Oz into it too? They're going so way out of left field on some of these. (laughs) There are so many different worlds they're bringing in. And I actually, let's talk about that a little bit rather than the show, because you didn't see the show last night. But I want to talk maybe about where they're headed. I mean, look at all these different worlds. So we now have um, fairy tales, you know, Northern European fairy tales. Mm-hmm. The ones Disney has made famous in all of their various films over the years. Mm-hmm. Right, with the Disney, yeah, right, kind of with the Disney cast. Um, Disney that's kind of what I thought the show was going for and, until recently. I mean, that's what all the characters were from when they started. Yeah, yeah, but it's changed. Um, we've got a little bit of, of, of mythology. You know, we've got Midas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Sirens. Yeah. Um, right, so we have that from sort of mythology, ancient mythology. Um, we have now... Now, now the thing from last night is is Doctor Whale is not from Fairy Tale Land. He, what? Wait, what? He's not. But how from was he in Storybrooke? Well, he's gotten trapped because when the curse hit, not only did it hit Fairy Tale Land, apparently, it also hit his realm. And oh. I don't know if he was sort of trapped, but he and Jefferson. The Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter is this portal jumper, right? He's sort of Doctor Who. <laughs> or mm-hmm. not Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Who. He's sort of the Doctor. I keep wanting to say Doctor Who, and that's like a really like stupid <laughs> thing. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's not Doctor Who. It's the Doctor. Um, so he's sort of a time traveler and portal traveler. And um, so we know that about the Mad Hatter, and he's got his hat. And Doctor Whale traveled with him with with Jefferson from his realm into Storybrooke because Regina wants to resurrect Daniel the love of her life. Wow. And they're really, really getting intricate with all of these plots. This is they, they have to have a giant wall, like with the strings and the pictures and the. Oh, it's so complicated. Um, and and so wait a second, it gets more complicated, because it's actually all of a plan. Because Regina, see, Rumpelstiltskin wants Regina's undivided attention to make her his willing and evil apprentice. Right? Mm-hmm. And she's reluctant because she's really, she doesn't want to use magic for bad. She only wants to use it to bring back Daniel. But she can't bring back Daniel because magic doesn't work on bringing people that are dead back to life. And you know what? Haven't she ever watched TV? Every time some series tries to bring a dead character back to life, it uh-huh. never ends well. It never ends well. Never. Um, but, but so Rumple kind of needs her focus. And so he actually arranges for Dr. Whale's experiment to bring Daniel back to fail. And it doesn't work. And she comes back to Rumple. And now she's ready to be his apprentice. And what he says to Whale at the end is, I've made my monster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. so perfect. The only thing that is makes me uneasy is, I, as you know, Rumpelstiltskin is my absolutely favorite character on the show. Oh, absolutely. And I think he's a lot of people's favorite character on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make him that obviously evil, 
kind of makes me uncomfortable, but maybe that's supposed to happen. <laughs> well, I, I really feel like that's a character they have taken great pains to play with in unexpected ways. Yeah. And maybe it's almost like a dare to themselves. How evil can we take him and then still bring him back to being sympathetic? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's well, just absolutely. wonderful writing. Right, right. And and it's absolutely true that um that you have to you have to be really careful with a character like that. And mm-hmm. you can't you can't go so far over the line that he becomes irredeemably cruel. Because he's not a cruel person. He's not a cruel character. No. He's cruel. He's incredibly sympathetic because he's being driven by oh, I'm desire. so sorry. I have to answer a phone call. You can oh. keep talking. Oh, and he was he's been driven by his desire to find his son, Balefire. And I almost have to wonder with this thing with, with Regina if the whole thing is he is so alone, and so I'm really fan-winking this, okay. I realize. Um, but he is so alone in his misery. Sure, yeah, I can unartize that for you. That, you know wants, that he really wants to have that company, you know, misery loves Are company. Are you doing the form right now? So I'm wondering if that's really part of the yeah. If you look up at your address, it's covermymeds.com. Phone call. So, um, you, um, what's the last six characters? Oh, he's taking a phone call. Um, so anyway, so um, so that's what that's the whole very intricate story of Rumpelstiltskin and, and Doctor Whale and Jefferson, and you have all of that. Our worlds that we have in here. So now we have our adding Oz, and somebody XOS. Uh, 1013 wrote. Yeah, if you just uh, refresh your screen, land. you don't have to leave. Where Wonderland. You oh, yeah, right. We have Wonderland. Yeah, we have refresh. He writes Sunnybrook, but it's Storybrook actually. Dr. Whale's World, which is really kind of the horror world. And we also have um, if you look at the Never Neverland that's coming show you it as well. So we have really, um, oh, uh, again, yeah, no, it's online, it'll show up in the, on the left side of the screen. World coming into this right now, um, it's really getting much, much more complicated. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, corrected herself. Uh, she's typing too fast for her own good. And those of you who are listening to this on the podcast version of the show can't see all the typing, but, but there are people in the chat room um, uh, chatting and, and, and sending us messages as we go along. So, um, thank I'm you. so sorry. I know that was incredibly rude oh. uh, podcasting behavior. Oh, that's okay. I forgive you because you are wonderful for coming on the show <laughs> with me at the last minute, and I knew that could happen. So, um, but we've kind of figured out we have Fairy Tale Land, um, Storybrook. The horror world that Dr. Whale comes from, Oz, mythology, we have Wonderland, and Never Neverland. Mm-hmm. There are so many different worlds that are being um, mashed up in this show. It's, it's actually really great, but I hope they can keep track and they have a really good Bible because this is so <laughs> complicated. Well, and I think in a couple of weeks they're going to visit Dharma Island and find Hurley and Jack. <laughs> I mean, it's ABC. You know, it could very well be. It could and with the way the show works, they could totally tie in a character or two if they really wanted to. Well, did you see who was playing um, uh, the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk? I did not. Oh, go and find out. You will laugh. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. I will just say very, very large guy from an ABC show that's now not on the air anymore. Is it Hurley from Lost? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. I love him so much. So, he was like my favorite on that show. Yes, 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 indeed. So, yes, I think he's playing Jack as the promo show. Sorry if that was a spoiler, guys, but it was in the promo. Um, so where does everyone stand right now in um, Once Upon a Time? Where are they all headed? You know, you have, we talked a little bit about Rumpel, and he's got his issues with um, with Belle. 
and I hope that all works out for them. Um, and I hope that Balefire comes, you know, eventually. I think the show will be over when he finds Balefire, because to me, that whole his whole quest to find his son kind of propels the show's narrative in a way. At least his part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but he's got so many. I mean, when you think about it too, is you think about the the all that stuff that happened in fairy tale land, and including, by the way, I think his um, taking Regina and molding her into the evil queen is all part of his very complex plan to find Balefire. He plays um, the long game. <laughs> it's a it's a very long game. I mean, it's a hugely long game. And so I think everything that happens in fairy tale land that he's involved with is all kind of toward that goal of finding Balefire. Which is what which is the, the, the strand I think that keeps him sympathetic to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know, and I, um, once upon a time, what's been bugging me a little bit the last couple of weeks is they introduced Eon Bailey's character last season, yes. who was a mysterious man for a long time, and then they revealed he was Pinocchio, and they had that whole bit at the end, and then we haven't seen him again. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's really. Um, I wonder where he is. Well, that that actually kind of raises for me an, an, a question, and a, and maybe it's it's the part of this year's show that I'm not necessarily completely on board with yet. Is this whole um, all these new characters? You have Mulan, and you have uh, Sleeping Beauty and Philip, and you have these characters now introduced in this sort of parallel story. Can you hit the back button on your browser to go back to the phone? And um, it's really kind of, you know, it's like they're not, they're they're trying to develop these other characters, sort of, but not keeping with the characters we had here to develop them. I'm wondering if it's getting a little bit too popular. Mm -hmm. For them and to focus on 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 really getting these characters and moving them forward, so I'm wondering if it's almost getting a little too popular. Um, so I don't know, but that's the one area of this season that I'm not quite on board with. Um, yes, I know. We yes, we we did know that they were going to have Sleeping Beauty because of course there's Maleficent. Um, who is the dragon and, and uh, the egg, you know, the, the, the egg, uh, the golden egg was in her. And, of course, Emma retrieved that uh, last season. Yeah, we knew Sleeping Beauty was going to be in there, absolutely. But that whole, um, you, you know. Can, yeah, you can create a manual form. But you go back to your dashboard. The wasteland of very I think also, you know, it, it's not being developed. In, there was a one part of, of last night's episode that didn't quite seem to go with the episode. It seemed to happen so far apart yeah, if you from what else was happening. So I, I'm not quite as comfortable with that. So so where are the rest? Where are you'll the type in the medication and you'll type in the name of the plan to get have, um We have Regina, who, by the way, Lana Paria gave a great performance last night, I thought. Um, sure you'll type in the name of the plan. Um, I love the moment where um, she really very selflessly allowed Daniel to die. Um, She let him go. Um, And, you know, when you love someone, sometimes the greatest act of love is to let them go. And, you know, maybe that's really the the road to her redemption is to – you know, now that's been triggered, and 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 she's she's let him go, and I think that was great. And and Lana Perea was magnificent in the way she broke down in that yeah. moment. I can't uh, wait to see her. I mean, she's magnificent every week. The, yeah, she was great. She totally, um, she just d- dissolved into tears. It was really quite believable, and and it was like right in the moment. 
it was really, really good. Uh, a great emotional beat for her. Um, and I'm going to try to get her on the show. We're supposed to do a, a follow-up interview at some point um, in the next, you know, like maybe in January. So maybe we can do it on the air, which would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, so we've got where she is. Um, and she's really trying to, to be good. She was actually very upset that she had used magic to allow Daniel to die and was actually quite upset because she's trying not to use magic. She's trying to, um, you know, win Henry back. So we have that. And now we have Charming um, trying to make a little prince out of his grandson, Henry. Um, and on yesterday's episode, gave him a... a his own steed to ride. Um, so that'll be kind of fun to watch that as well. And I think I was saying before you had to kind of go off and, and take care of a, another call, um, the thing that kind of bugs me just a little bit, it bugs me just a little bit, is this story that's in this other, that's back in fairy tale land, but modern, but, but what now, what's going on now? Mm-hmm was the one piece of last night's episode that didn't fit. Everything else fit so beautifully together, and this doesn't fit. And maybe it's not supposed to fit. But um, I think what's always happened really nicely is how the stories have kind of all fused together. And so you have, you know, Emma and Snow um, and Mulan and Sleeping Beauty, and now we have Captain Hook who's involved in this as well. And now we're going to have, you know, Jack and, Jack and the Beanstalk next week. There's like almost this whole other narrative that's going on. And I think what happens is now, now not only do we have all these, this big ensemble cast with all these great characters, but now it's divided between not just two worlds. We have Storybrooke and Fairytale Land, but we have Storybrooke and we have Fairytale Land and we have Fairytale Land. And I think it kind of, you know, I think it diffuses things just a little bit too much, at least so far. And, uh, you know, it may all work together, and I'm guessing that it will, but so far I'm like, it's it's kind of um, uh, just sort of a little bit beyond where I'm thinking right now. So, um, so where do you think this is all going? Where do you think that, you know, Emma and uh, Snow, are they going to get back to Storybook anytime soon? They're going to have to. I mean, I'm hoping they do it November sweeps because I I don't know. I guess I'm just tired of them separated from the whole, and I hope they don't stretch it out longer than that. Right, which is what I was was just saying is that um, that's really bugging me a little bit. Yeah, that would make a heck of a fall finale, though, to have everything clash back together in some big, messy way. Yeah, I'm sure with Rumpel at the center, I'm almost sure. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know what I, I'm actually, and I, I hate to like kind of belabor the rumple thing, mm-hmm. but what's kind of interesting, and it's actually very, it's subtle in a way, um, is how his voice is, how his appearance and how his voice are both different depending where in his timeline we are. Yeah, he's got it all mapped out so he can subtly... Yeah. Shift things as needed. Yeah, you know, like in an episode like last night's episode, for example, which is I would imagine fairly early on, um, mm-hmm. after Balefire disappeared down the vortex, he's he's very courtly and his voice is very um, refined. He's very refined, but he sort of devolves over the period of time to where we where he finally gets thrown in prison. Um, and, and it changes. His voice changes substantially. Uh, mm-hmm. of time. And you can almost, I think you could almost map out his narrative by, if you listen, I, I'm, I haven't listened that closely. So maybe that's a good winter project, you know, listen to <laughs> figure out. Somebody did that on YouTube that actually put out Rumpel's timeline. Chronologically. Chronological order. And I have to actually find, because I started watching it and I had to, I had to turn it off because I had to leave to go somewhere. And I started watching that because they had actually taken the time to map out his, his timeline, which is 
incredibly complex. Oh, we're still so early in the run. It's going to get a lot longer. Oh, yeah, it's going to get a lot longer in a couple of different directions. So I love this about this global nonlinear storytelling. It's just great stuff. Um, I, I agree, but, you know, I, I just wish they'd, they would be available. That's what I always wanted with Lost, was I always wanted them to make available a version that you could watch chronologically. Yeah. With the flashbacks and stuff. And that would be something good for Once Upon a Time, too. Uh, I mean, especially in the age where everything's so digital, surely they could include it as a Blu-ray thing, digital download thing. You know, I think they actually, before the first episode aired this season, I think they actually did that. They had like a one-hour retrospective. And I think that mm-hmm. one-hour retrospective actually did that, but for the whole Did it in order. Yeah, they sort of told each of the stories. And I didn't record it, I don't think, but I'll have to take a look and see. But I think that they did that. Um, so I want to, for the last 10 minutes or so we have, is or nine minutes we have, is I want to talk about a couple of other uh, shows that I've been watching. And, of course, Halloween is, is coming up in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about Halloween stuff. Um, but I want to talk about Elementary and Last Resort because I'm kind of on my soapbox about those two shows. Um, please do watch Elementary. Have you watched Elementary? Um, I was current last time we recorded this, and then I haven't watched it yet since. I mean, it's on my TV. I didn't stop recording it. Okay. I've just been Doctor Who obsessed, so I'm behind I- on I actually, I think we're, I think I figured out where they're going with the show and it's great. And I'm actually trying to arrange an interview with Rob Doherty, um, Peter Blake, who's one of the executive producers on the show and writers for the show, um, has been trying to get me in contact with the creator of the show, Rob Doherty, so I can interview him, which I would be, I would love to do. Um, But um, what I think, you know, how, Sherlock, you know, the BBC Sherlock, you know, has a very classic Holmes. He's very detached. It's very much about the case. And it's very mm-hmm. much classic Holmes, yes? Am I kind of characterizing that correctly? I think so. Um, and, of course, you have, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s Holmes is very much the man of action, wild man. But this Holmes, I think what they're trying to do is really make this a character study. You know, it's like, you know how House was a procedural, you know, that was the structure of the show, but really, really House was a a character study. And I think this is what elementary is. They're really week by week, and and they're doing this with Watson as well, Lucy Liu, who plays um, Joan Watson. They're, They're peeling back her character a little bit. They're really peeling back his character. We get these lovely little clues about his backstory. We learned last week that his addiction was, he was addicted to heroin, among other things. And there's, yeah, and there's some moments that the victim of the case died of an apparent apparent heroin overdose. And he finds the body and it's got all these internal ramifications and he goes missing. And it's it's all, it's, it's really, really well done. But I really think that's what they're doing is they are going for character study. And I think that's what really distinguishes the show from the other Holmeses that we've seen um, that, that really plays those emotional beats, which I'm really liking a lot because I'm a character junkie. Oh, absolutely. And Last Resort also, please watch. Are you, have you watched that? Uh, I'm not current, but, yeah, the one I've seen I loved. Absolutely. It was my yeah. favorite new fall show. They've just ordered a couple more, some more episodes. So yay for that. Go Sean Ryan. Um, and, um, oh, did you see Mockingbird Lane? On I did. I did. I did take a minute to watch that, it being Halloween and all. I figured I should watch that right away. So what did you think? I was disappointed. Me too. I mean, I think Jerry O'Connell's character was pretty well developed, but everybody else, I wasn't a fan of, like, I didn't think that the child they had playing Eddie did a very good job. No. And, like, they teased some stuff with Marilyn, but it never went anywhere. And if that's all we get, I would be really upset that, I mean, what they were teasing with her sounded interesting, and then they just drop it. 
Yeah, I mean, I was actually growing up, and I grew up at that time. I was a, a young kid at that time. Mm-hmm. I was much more of an Adams Family kid than I was a Monsters kid. But I watched both on TV Land. <laughs> I, I, I've watched both. I've watched both, and I just it just isn't. Yeah, it just I don't think it worked. And Eddie Izzard, I really love Eddie Izzard, and he was fun. They needed to make him either scarier or funnier. Yeah. Like, they kind of kept him rein in a little bit. And this kind of, what bothered me, I think, too, was I love Cheyenne Jackson from 30 Rock and Glee that played the scout leader this week. Yeah. And they did that whole story where, you know, Jerry O'Connell was kind of torn up because he was not going to kill to stay alive. And then, you know, Cheyenne Jackson's character accidentally dies. And they give him the heart, and it's just kind of, Oh, okay, it's over. Well, I'm going to live now because I got his heart. Wouldn't it have been far more interesting to play it out for a few episodes, have him get close to the family, like make it more complicated, and then have Grandpa murder him? Yeah. And then the implications. I mean, that's what the thing – I'm watching this, and I'm like, there's so much potential. They're just squandering. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know. I was kind of – I was really looking forward to it. Um, I missed it at Comic-Con. Um, and I was kind of bummed about that and, um, seeing it, I was kind of disappointed. So I have to ask you favorite Halloween television show slash episode of all time on your list. Oh, <laughs> I hate, I hate the top list. So never good. Um, one that springs to mind is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. I want to say it was Halloween when they did Hush. The episode that was silent. Oh, okay. So creepy. So creepy. The gentleman came to town and they stole everyone's voice. So you couldn't fight them. Oh. Oh, it was it was just um I mean it was an amazing episode. It won some Emmys, I think. Because it was just really it was the first one they did that kind of broke them out of the pattern they had fallen into, which I love the pattern of the first few seasons, but that was kind of their departure into a more mature, um, better developed series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and community and zombies. That works really well too. Yeah. Zombies are always a good thing. Zombies <laughs> are always a good thing. Now I have to tell you, I mean, my, my favorite spooky show from all time is HBO's old tales from the crypt. I never watched that. You never. Oh, my gosh. You have to. I don't know if it's available on Netflix, but the, the, the show is, is even better for the crypt. Was he the crypt master? Was that his name? Crypt keeper. The crypt keeper. Um, that used to be like must-see TV for my husband and myself. We would just like, yeah, that's what we would watch. And uh, so those were some of the best uh, horror um, you know, short segment anthology series I've ever seen. And then, of course, my favorite Halloween, I just saw a promo for it. Um, and it's enduring for all these years, even in my aged self, when I was a kid, is the great, pump, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. I knew you were going to say that. Who doesn't love a good peanut special? I mean, really. <laughs> I've, I've always been a peanut person, and the great pumpkin is probably my all peanut um, peanut special ever. So um, that's always fun. So we're actually we're down to like almost a minute, only a minute to go, which is I can't believe this hour has gone by so fast. Oh, I guess we won't have time to talk about the house season premiere then. Oh, so just have to read the review online. No, no, no. We're going to wait about that. We we are concocting. Jerome and I are concocting. Um, a house season nine season nine premiere. We didn't concoct anything. It aired last week. I'm sorry. I said we didn't concoct anything. It aired last week, right? Oh yes, right. I'm sorry. It aired last <laughs> week, and I'm gonna, we're going to put the transcript up somewhere. We haven't figured that out yet, and then we're going to talk about it. So that's going to be sometime over the fall. Um, and, um, I want to, again, thank you so very much. And, um, it's been as always a pleasure and, uh, tune in next week when I have Jane Espenson, Sean Hemian and Brad Bell, also known as Cheeks to talk about once upon a time. 
Tallahassee, which is Jane's next episode, which airs and um, the show Let's Talk TV Live airs Monday night. And um, I look forward to seeing you all and hearing all from you all again soon. And thank you again. And thanks, Jerome. And we'll see you soon. Hello? Yep. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Oh, give your site. Do you want to give your site? It's oh, actually- sure. JeromeWetzel.com. JeromeWetzel.com. Please go and visit. And you are at Jerome Wetzel TV. That is your Twitter handle. Please follow Jerome. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.